0: Oh my goodness. You guys are beautiful. Hey, thank you. Hey, I hope you guys are excited about tonight because I for sure am excited to hang out with you guys. I feel like I say this every stinking time, so please believe me when I say it truly is a joy for myself to be able to be up here, to be sharing God's word with you guys. Whenever I have the opportunity to come and speak um, whether it's here with our middle school students, it's just a blast. It's something that I really love, I really enjoy, and I'm so excited for this privilege tonight. I hope you guys are excited. Obviously, this is a little, a little bit bittersweet, a little sad, because it's our last programming of the year. But let me ask you this, how many of you guys are coming to our Christmas dance Friday night? oh Man, it is gonna be incredible. I hope you guys are ready for that. It's gonna be awesome. It's There's going to be dancing, there's going to be food, there's going to be Christmas music. There is a live, listen, there's a live band from Nashville coming. That's what's up. Listen, Trevor Miller, ladies and gentlemen, this is the man with the hookups. He's got this dude who, this guy was on The Voice, and he's going to be leading this band for us. It's not country music, or I wouldn't be there, okay? It's going to be amazing, awesome Christmas music, and I hope that you guys are coming. I hope you're bringing friends. It is going to be, as the children say these days, Lit. Okay, it's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be a lot of fun. I hope you guys will be there. Um, we're, we're in this series. It's our last night of the series. The series is called, okay, five of you guys have been paying attention, I know. Um, and we basically said this. We want to take a look at some movies, at some cool, we want to have fun, we want to like lay back and relax for a little bit. We want to look at some movies, but as we do this, we want to find biblical principles that are found inside of these movies, not because these movies are like Christian movies, or not because it's like, man, we're here to study the movie, we're we're here to study God's word. But Trevor said early on in the beginning, in our first night of this series, he said, all truth is, all truth is God's truth. That means if you're looking at a pretty sunset and you just feel like inspired of this beauty of creation of what God has made, that is his truth. That's God speaking to you. If you're reading a book, and I don't know if I mean not, I wasn't an English major, okay, this isn't me. But if you're reading like a book and you're just like, oh, this story is so good. Or you read a poem or something like that, like people, people are like that. Like they just like get emotional about the truth contained in the words. But there is truth around us. There is stuff that God has put inside of artists, inside of people. And whenever we see truth, we recognize it as God's truth. And so tonight we're going to be looking at one of my favorite movies, the movie Sing. Does anybody like that movie? Does anyone like Sing? Okay. It's just a blast. If you don't like Sing, I'm sorry. You're like a mean, evil person, okay? It's just a fun, it's just like a fun time. It's a fun movie. And so we're going to be looking at this. We're going to be looking at the story. But the premise of this movie, and we'll get into some of the characters and some of the stuff, is that there's this dude who owns a theater, and he owns this theater, and he is just, the, the, the beginning of the movie starts out with him falling in love with theater. Like He's like like little dude, he wants to be an astronaut, and he sees the beauty, the majesty, the, the, the majesticness, I don't even know if that's a word, of theater, and he falls in love. He thinks, man, that would be so awesome one day to have a theater of my own. That'd be so awesome to pursue this dream someday of my own to just just enjoy the creativity, the beauty, the majesty of all this. And so he works really hard. His dad opens up a car wash place to help him out, gets enough money to buy his very own theater, and he kind of has some big success, and it's heyday, but now it's kind of on the downturn. People aren't as excited about theater, they're not as excited about his shows, and so he has to freshen things up, and so he decides that he's gonna have a competition very much like the competitions we see on TV, kind of like America's Got Talent. Who's an America's Got Talent fan? Man, I can watch those. For, hey, I'll would, I would tell you this. Can we have a confession moment really quick? Can we have a confession honesty moment real quick? Listen, when I go on YouTube and I watch Golden Buzzer videos, oh my goodness, I'm like almost about to cry every single one. That was just incredible. And so it's kind of like a mix between that and the voice, and he has this competition called Sing. He's got a prize for the best singer. He holds these auditions. And let's go ahead and see what happens at the beginning of the movie. Go. Thank you, thank you. I made that clip myself. <laughs> um, so there's some characters in this movie, and we learned something from each and every one of them. But let me go through and introduce you to them. The first one is Mr. Buster Moon himself, the koala who is in love with the theater, okay? He just has this desire to, to do well, and he's just, like, compelled by, like, constantly talking, constantly, like, like wheeling and dealing and trying to get this, this thing to take off. Then we have Johnny. And, and each one of these characters is somewhat relatable because they kind of cover every facet of life. Johnny is the guy who's having problems with his dad. In the movie, his dad wants him to be a bank robber and drive the getaway car. It's kind of intense. Hopefully, your guys' parents aren't asking you to do stuff like that. Um, But the truth is, he he has this friction. His dad, he just wants to sing. His dad doesn't understand. His dad's like, I need you to jump into the family business, even though it's bank robbing. Um, And he just doesn't connect with him on that. We have Rosita, uh, and she is just like a mom who has like a million kids. And she's taking care of each and every one of them. And she's incredible. She's actually quite a hero in this. And she sings a Taylor Swift song. Come on, y'all. Then you have Ash. She's a teenage girl who's having problems with her boyfriend and the band that they're in together. Mina, she is super fearful of singing. She's just, like, afraid of of being herself, of letting loose in front of people. And then you got Mike. He's just a jerk. Um, Pretty much the whole movie. He has a couple redemptive moments. And then you're like, nah, he's definitely a jerk. Um, but the, the thing that we see with this and in this movie, and a reminder for each and every one of us, is that each and every one of us has a story. Everybody's got a story. When you look around this room, when you see people at your school, when you see people here at church or, or anywhere, you have to remember that everyone is going through stuff. Everyone has a backstory. Everyone has something going on. Now, it's super important to think that and remember that when we interact with people, because whatever they're doing, whatever they're saying, whatever we see, is part of something bigger, part of something that's going on in the background. We don't always know what that story is. We don't always know what's happening in the background, but there are reasons for why they are the way they are or why they're acting the way that they're acting. There's reasons for what they're doing. They have passions, they have desires. We talked a lot about this this semester. We said that God has given you guys passions and desires and things that he wants to see you do and accomplish with your lives. He wants stuff from you. There's things that you are passionate about, things that you wanna see done in your life. And God has gifted each and every one of you in a very special way to accomplish that in a way that only you can. God wants something from you. God wants to see you flourish in that. And some of you guys may think, well, I don't have like this special calling from God. I don't have this thing that I feel like God is asking me to do. But it's interesting, because in Matthew 28, at the end of his time with his disciples, this is called the Great Commission, Jesus actually says to them, and this is his word to everyone. He says, go therefore and make disciples, baptized of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. Jesus says to everyone, here is your job, here is your task, passion or not, here's what I desire of you, to go into the world and to make disciples. And so God's calling us to do amazing, great things. He has stuff that he's put that only you can do, that only you can fulfill. But if you're like, well, I don't really know what God's will for my life is, well, here it is. Go and make disciples, but we need to remember that each and every one of us has a story. Now, we're going to move a little quickly because I want to get to our final story. But there's, the, the movie continues, and basically Buster Moon convinces the people that he's chosen, the characters we just saw, he picks them, and he convinces each and every one of them that they have what it takes to sing, to do great. And so they start to practice, and he pairs them up, and he gives them different acts and songs to sing and pushes them a little bit, inspires them, and eventually they, they need some type of support, they need some type of funding, and so they decide to perform in front of one of the, the greatest theater people of all times, Miss Nana Moon, and once they decide to do this, as they start, things kind of come crashing down. Let's take a look at this next clip. Each one of the characters goes through a difficult time. Um, Johnny, Johnny's dad ends up in jail and actually disowns Johnny, doesn't want to talk to him because he's pursuing his career in music. Uh, Rosita is just struggling with juggling the whole family. She feels like she can't get it all done. Uh, her whole system is, is falling out of whack. Ash breaks up with her boyfriend, and he starts dating someone else. Maybe we can relate to that. Uh, Mina just can't get over this fear that she has of, of being in public, of, of talking and singing. And, well, Mike's just a jerk. Um, but he actually owes people money, and, uh, and they're coming to, to collect from him. And Buster Moon's whole theater comes crumbling, crashing down. there's one thing that I've learned in life is that life has its ups and downs. Life has its ups and downs. And listen, I know for us, for most of us, we may not have experienced this. I know for me, it wasn't until I was about 30 years old that I really felt this for the first time. And so maybe you haven't experienced this yet, but let me tell you, and if you talk to any adult in the room, they will tell you as well, that life isn't always great. There are some difficult times, there are some really difficult moments. It has its ups and downs. Uh, The author of Ecclesiastes says it like this. He says, there's a time to plant, a time to pluck, a time to kill, a time to heal, a time to break, a time to build up, a time to laugh, a time to cry. There's a time for everything. There will be different seasons, stuff that comes and stuff that goes. There are difficult times. Each and every one of us will have a struggle. Each and every one of us will face something, and some of us in this room have already faced that. Some of you guys have experienced that more than I would ever experience or more than anybody else can understand. Some of you guys have gone through parents splitting up or a loved one passing away or maybe a friend betraying you or problems you, you don't know how to fix or, or situations you, that are out of control. Each and every one of us at some point will face a difficult time. The key is, what do we do in those times? And we're going to show you a third clip and then we're gonna pause for a little bit and unpack a story in scripture. But this third clip is what Buster decides to do in his crisis moment. Let's check this one out. He said the nice thing about hitting rock bottom is that there's only one way up. There's a story in scripture that reminds us of this. And that's the story of Peter, one of Jesus' disciples. And in John 21, the story goes like this. This is after Jesus has died and he's resurrected and Uh, Some people have seen glimpses of him. The disciples are still a little bit unsure. But if you remember, Peter was one of the guys who had betrayed Jesus three times. And it says this in chapter 21, verse 1. It says, after Jesus revealed himself again to the disciples by the sea of Tiberias, he revealed himself in this way. Simon, Peter, Thomas, called the twin, Nathaniel of Cana Galilee, and the sons of Zebedee, and two of the other disciples were together, seven of them all together. And it says, And Simon Peter said to them, I'm going fishing. And then they said to him, Well, we'll all go with you. And they went out, they got in the boat, and they went all night, but they caught nothing. Do you guys remember what some of the disciples' jobs were before they met Jesus? What? Fishermen. They were fishermen, and Jesus approached them and said, I want to take you, I want to change your life, I want to make you a fisher of men, I want you to follow me in this journey, in this endeavor. And so they set off with him, and after Three years of ministry with him after his death and his resurrection, they go back to the basics. They don't know what to do. They decide to, to go back to what they were good at. They go back to what they the only thing that they knew, in this case, fishing, where they had started. And it says, they went out all night. They caught nothing. In verse four, just as day was breaking, Jesus stood on the shore, yet the disciples didn't know that it was him. And so Jesus said to them, children, do you have any fish? And they answered him, no. And so he said to them, cast the net on the other side of the boat and you will find some. So they cast it and now they were able to haul it in. Then they were not able to haul it in because of the quantity of the fish. The disciple whom Jesus loved, this is John speaking, therefore said to Peter, it is the Lord. When Simon Peter realized that it was, it was the Lord, he jumps in the water, swims to shore to beat the boat and ends up face to face with Jesus. Now, Jesus does this incredible thing with the disciples in verse nine. He says, when they got out on land, they saw a charcoal fire in place with fish laid out on it and bread. And Jesus said to them, bring some of the fish that you have just caught. So Simon Peter went aboard and hauled the net ashore, a full of large fish, 153 of them. And although they were so many, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, come and have breakfast. And then verse 12, sorry. Come and have breakfast. And then um, none of the disciples asked, Who are you? For they knew exactly that it was the Lord. You see, when they didn't know what to do, they went back to the basics. They went back to what they were comfortable with. They went back to what they had been doing before any of this started. Peter, the disciple, He would just deny Jesus three times. is like, I don't understand what to do. I don't know what to do. I've had this difficult time, this crisis in my life, just like we see in this movie. He's like, I had something bad happen to me. I had this crisis experience in my life. I don't know what to do. And so he decides to go back to the only thing he knew how to do, fishing. He decides to go back to the one thing that he was capable of, the one thing that he was good at. And sometimes we need to return and go back to the basics for us. In the scripture, there's this verse that says, restore to me, in Psalms, is a prayer of David. He says, restore to me, O Lord, the joy of my salvation. For some of us, we have to go back to the time where we first met God, when our, when our walk with him was super vibrant, when we had joy to come to church, when we were excited about life, when we were excited about our walk with him. Maybe we need to go back and remember the time where God spoke to us. Maybe it's an old journal that we have that we have to pull out. Maybe it was at Chi Alpha. Maybe it was at our confirmation retreat or maybe it was a time where where things were going better or a little bit easier and we have to go back to the basics and go back and say, God, what were you doing then? And how can you encourage me today in that same way? And Jesus will meet us there just like he met the disciples on the shore. They went back to fishing, the only thing that they knew to do and he meets them there. He shows up there and he has a conversation with Peter. The conversation with Peter is an incredible one. We're gonna look at that in just a second. But before we do that, are you guys ready for one last clip from the movie? Okay, three of you are ready. It's a fun clip. Hopefully you enjoy this. Let's go ahead and play the last clip. And that's Mina. And she has what we call a redemption story. She goes from being afraid, from being timid, from being fearful, to being able to come out on the stage rock the show, and kill it on the mic. Tori Kelly singing there, just awesome. But the truth is this, guys. Each and every one of us we said has a story. and Each of every one of us will face some ups, will face some downs. It's what we do in light of those situations that really counts. You see, when the disciples go back to fishing, when Peter sees Jesus, the reason he jumps in the, in the boat and swims to him is because this is his first encounter since he denied him. Guys, this is a big deal. Peter was the one at the dinner table at the Last Supper that said, People might deny you, but I would never. He said, Someone might betray you, but but I would never deny you. And then three times before the rooster crows, he denies Jesus. Jesus then is crucified and dies. Imagine the guilt. Imagine what he would have felt. Imagine the low that he would have been in. Suddenly he's on the shore with his buddies going back to fishing back to the basics they see someone talking to them from the shore when he realizes it's jesus he throws himself in the water swims to shore to connect with him they have breakfast on the beach and in john chapter 21 there's the most beautiful redemptive story that you'll ever see jesus speaks to peter and he asks him he says peter do you love me peter replies well, of course of course i love you jesus Jesus asks him a second time, Peter, do you love me? He says, of course I love you. And Jesus then asks him a third time. How many times did Peter deny Jesus? Three. For each and every one of those times, God is speaking to him. He's redeeming the situation. He's forgiving him. He's saying, Peter, I move on. I forgive you. I want to restore you to what I want to do with you. And he says, your name is Peter. And in Greek, that name is Cephas. It means rock. He says, on this rock, I will build my church. He wanted to do some incredible things in the life of Peter, and he restores him. Guys, tonight's message is a message of hope, that no matter what situation you're facing, no matter what's happening, no matter what Christmas might look like for you and your family, maybe it's not now, maybe everything is going great, and that's awesome. Maybe next year, maybe the year after, maybe in 10 years, if you face difficult times, if you go through a hard place, If you don't know what to do, turn to Jesus, the author and finisher of your faith. See, Jesus restored to me the joy of my salvation. Go back to those moments where your faith was strong. Go back to those times where God was so evident in your life that you can't deny him. And trust and allow him to work inside of your heart to redeem whatever situation you're going through. It's crazy we can sit down and watch a a funny, lighthearted cartoon movie like this and be reminded that Jesus wants to do something incredible in your life, no matter what the circumstances are. So I want you guys to close your eyes and bow your heads. And before I pray, I just want us to think for a second. You can keep your eyes closed, keep your heads bowed. I just want you to think. Man, what's going on in your life right now? What's the situation like? How is everything going? Is it difficult? Is it hard? Are you frustrated? Does it seem impossible? And if not, that's great. I'm so happy. Maybe you gotta tuck this message away in your mind for a difficult day, for a hard situation in life. The truth is this, no matter what you face, no matter what you go through, no matter what kind of highs and then lows you will see, God wants to do some pretty incredible things in your life and he'll redeem any situation for his plan for his good for his glory Lord Jesus I pray tonight that you would work in a mighty and powerful way inside of our hearts Father as we reflect and we sing this last song may you speak to us may you stir inside of us and if we are here to receive from you Father what you have for us would you enlighten us would you show us Father, thank you for Jesus who came to the earth, who came born like a child, grew up in the likeness of man, to one day pay the price for our sins on the cross and to redeem each and every one of our stories. Thank you, Father. Thank you for the season that we get to celebrate this. Jesus, we lift your name up. We ask for all this in your name.